Do you ever find yourself questioning if you're drinking too much? Do you find yourself scouring the internet for ideas on how to cut back? Do you fear that the fun will be over if you quit drinking? Decidedly Dry will teach you that you actually don't need alcohol to lessen your anxiety and stress. You absolutely don't need it to survive motherhood. And friend, you are absolutely not alone in this. This isn't just a podcast. It's a sober, curious movement. If you're ready to see how good life is beyond the wine bottle, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jess, a coffee slurping, messy bun wearing boy mom who strives to keep it real and bring a smile to your face. For years, I felt like I was living two different lives. By day, I was the fitness enthusiast, protein drinking mom who managed to get all the things done. But once the clock hit five o'clock, the cork was popped, the glass was full, and mom was checking out. This constant back and forth between fit mom and wine mom became utterly exhausting. I finally realized that in order to be the healthy, creative, joyful mom that I knew I could be, I needed to break up with booze. I created a plan that fit me, one that reinvented self-care, focused on the good, and gave me a life that I did not want to check out from. Now I am on a mission to help you create a life that you absolutely love. It's time to turn down the drinks and turn up the joy, babe. Grab yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the show. Oh my goodness. How are you? Let's talk about you for a minute. How are you doing today? Are you feeling good? All right. I am clearly, as you can hear, still totally nasally. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But from what I thought maybe was a cold, now I'm kind of thinking I have allergies. And I did not come on here and hit record to tell you that, but... (laughs) (laughs) That is where we're at, you guys. (laughs) I didn't know that you could live your whole life without allergies and then all of a sudden just have it. I don't know. I don't know what to do. But thank you for understanding and for still listening to this episode. All right, let's talk about this episode. I am so positively, absolutely ecstatic to share this week's episode with you. I am not going to tell you the whole backstory of how I know my guest because we chat about that in the beginning of this episode. But today, I have the pleasure of bringing to you Miss Monica Swanson. Monica is a popular blogger. She is the host of the Boy Mom podcast, which I do believe I'm going to double check I think she changed it to the Monica Swanson podcast. Um, I will have it linked in the show notes below regardless. So just look for that link for her show. She is also the author of Boy Mom and her most recently released book titled Raising Amazing. She was born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, is a mom, a wife, and just really an unbelievable human. Now, Why did I ask Monica to come on the Decidedly Dry show? Well, first of all, I'm like a super fan of her work. (laughs) And I selfishly just really wanted to spend time with her. Uh, But also because she is one of those moms who through her writing and talking and uh, just, just talking with her simply encourages and inspires me to be the best mom that I can be. She's one of those people that you just want to spend time with because you leave 
feeling good. I mean, her advice is valuable. Her words are just beautiful. And her topics are so applicable and relatable. While we may not talk about alcohol through this entire episode, we hit on so many good topics. And one of my personal favorites is how important setting a good example for our children is. You guys are going to love this episode. I know it. Make sure to check the show notes below for all the links to Monica's website, her books, and more. Now, one quick reminder before we get going. If you feel like you've been wanting to, I don't know, maybe cut back on your drinking just a little bit. Maybe you want to remove it completely for a month or so. Maybe you just need some accountability and some tips on where to start. I wanted to let you know that I am offering healthy habit and sobriety coaching now, and it has been going so great. And the women I'm working with are so phenomenal. It has been such a joy. Um, But I wanted to let you know that I only have one more spot open for the month of May. So if that is something that you would like to hear more about or are curious about, I would invite you to head to my website, which is www.decidedlydry.com. Click on coaching and you will see some more information and potentially could snag your spot. All right, buddies, I am going to stop talking and get to today's episode. So here is Monica Swanson. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am so, so excited for today. I'm actually just like giddy. It's embarrassing. But today I have Monica Swanson here. Hi, Monica. Hi, I'm giddy too. I can't wait to talk to you. I'm so excited. I think I'm more excited to just like send the link to my girlfriends that I've done little, you know, book, book clubs with and be like, look who I got to talk to. (laughs) Yay. That makes me happy. Oh, well, Monica, I am going to actually pretty much hand the mic over to you just to get started so that you can tell listeners who you are if they haven't heard of you. So if you want to just tell people where you live, who you are, what you Mm -hmm. do for a living, all that good stuff. Yes. Uh, So I'm originally from the Pacific Northwest. My hometown is Gig Harbor, Washington. So if anyone's heard of that, Um, my husband's from McMinnville, Oregon, but he and I have been in Hawaii for 22 years. So I am now living on the North shore of Oahu in Hawaii. We have raised four sons. Three are somehow legal adults now, 23, 21, and 19. Uh, Two are living in Santa Barbara, California. One's in college, one graduated and is adulting. So that's wild. And then my 19-year-old is a professional surfer. So he makes Hawaii home, but he travels much of the year for surfing. And then I have a 12-year-old who I have the privilege of homeschooling. He's a little golfer. So we keep busy around here. Uh, I have been blogging for about 12 years and just love to encourage families. It's just my heart to cheer on parents to um, really pour into their families. I have now the perspective of how quickly time goes by. It seems like those days are really long, but the years truly are short. So I just love uh, the opportunity to encourage families. And my book, Boy Mom, came out in 2019. It's been super fun to you know hear, get to know a lot of people through that book. And then my book, Raising Amazing, Bringing Up Kids Who Love God, Like Their Family, and Do the Dishes Without Being Asked, just was released in February of 2023. And my favorite 
part of that book is that my husband has a part in each chapter speaking to the men and my boys each have a part in each chapter. One son wrote in each chapter a little thought from their perspective. So that's been just a blast. And I'm the host of the Monica Swanson podcast. So that's kind of a big picture of what I do and my life. And I just love to get to know people online. I live on an island. So it's like, this is my one way of connecting with <laughs> people all over the world. I love that. Well, you just, you have a few things going on, just a couple, just right? A couple. Yeah. <laughs> I mostly sit around. <laughs> right. Totally bored. Yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to think back who someone had recommended your boy mom book to me. Mm -hmm. And I remember just looking at the cover online and being like, yes. I mean, listeners mm -hmm. know that I too have boys. I have two boys, Jack and Hunter, who mm -hmm. are 10 and nine. And I mean, any boy mom can look at a book that says boy mom and go, okay, I need this. <laughs> yes, and right. what was so great was I had girlfriends and you know this, Monica, but I'm telling listeners that kind of locked arms with me. I was like, you guys, mm -hmm. we should read this. It's a busy mm -hmm. season. A lot of us, it's hard to finish books. We buy them, you know, we oh, yeah. add them to the oh, cart. With you. They're mm -hmm. delivered, yep. but to actually go through it and read it. And it was such mm -hmm. a gift. So it was last fall, right? I mean, it was right mm -hmm. before Christmas. I feel like I was contacting you saying, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, these girls and I are reading it and it's just changing our lives. Mm -hmm. So and that I speak encourages for them. me so much. And I loved being able to connect a little bit with you and your girls. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. So my listeners, Monica, I know you know what the show is about. We embrace sober living here. And so some of my listeners might be going, uh, Jess, <laughs> Monica sounds amazing, but you know, what, what are we going to talk about today? You know, right. are we diving into sobriety? Are we talking about parenting? And I think the truth is we're going to hit on a lot of it. So mm -hmm. I would like to start out just by saying, you know, when a lot of, and I'm going to speak mainly from, from my experience, I don't want to speak for everyone out there, but when I removed alcohol, a lot of my why, my reason was to be the best mom that I could be mm -hmm. because it was, it was kind of keeping me from being that I was a good mom. I was a great mom, but I knew I could be better. And mm -hmm. I think in your book and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's in raising amazing, which Full disclosure, you guys, I've got two copies right here on my desk. I haven't started it yet, but I believe you talk about kind of, you know, just the impact that some of our habits have mm -hmm. on our children. And I mm -hmm. would love to kind of have you start to talk about that if that's all right. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because I think so often parents are like, you know, how can I raise amazing kids or, mm -hmm. you know, just so focused on the kids. And what I say in raising amazing is that the, best way you can raise amazing kids is to live an amazing life in front of them. Mm. And I think that the most powerful thing we can do is to show our kids the kind of life we hope that they will want to model. And so for me, that is across the board. Are they, can they look at my life in the the private places that no one else sees outside of family. Cause you can't hide things from your family, right? They see it all. Yeah. <laughs> and so can, do they look at how I wake up in the morning, the things that I prioritize, the way I spend my money? Do they look at my marriage and say, man, I want that. That's what I hope I'll have one day. Yeah. Do they look at my faith and say, oh, I want a relationship with God like that. Do they look at the way I interact with friends, my social group and say, that is a good life. So I think parents need to realize, like, I, I don't want that to come across like this heavy burden or pressure. Like you have to be perfect. 
But I like to say to live an authentic life that you are striving to be the kind of person you hope your kids will be one day. And really that's a win-win because what it comes down to then is, is uh, accountability built into your little house and say, I'm going to live the kind of life I would want for my kids, which means I'm living the kind of life I really want for myself, even if it's hard. So it takes some intentionality and hard work, but I think it's so worth it. Yeah. And the word that kept coming to mind when you were saying that was just an opportunity. Mm, yeah. You know, Absolutely. what a, what a gift we talk about parenthood and motherhood being mm-hmm. such a gift yep. and what a great opportunity to mm-hmm. model exactly what you said, what yep. kind of life you hope that they have. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I do think that, um, so often, you know, the things you talk about, where, where do we turn when life is hard? What is our, where, what do we do when kids go to bed at night? Do they, I mean, really this comes down to once again, just setting that standard of like, where am I going for strength? Where am I going for relief? Where, how do I celebrate? And when something's really hard, what do I turn to? And for parents out there that are turning to anything, whether it's alcohol or Netflix or something else, you name it, you know, fill in the blank. Um, is that what you want your kids to turn to one day when their life is hard or when they're celebrating? So again, kind of built in accountability. It can sound heavy, but really it is an opportunity to rise up and live an amazing life in front of your kids. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And of course, easier said than done, you know, 100%. And it just takes practice. Yeah. And let me circle back because I did use that word authenticity. I really like to make it clear. This isn't about being perfect, but it's about telling your kids if you have made a mistake, if maybe up to now you have been turning to things that aren't healthy or for your best to be able to own that kids figure out if they haven't yet, by the time they're teenagers, they know you're not perfect. (laughs) By the time they're in middle school, they've figured (laughs) out that you are not walking on water. And so to be able to own that and just say, Hey buddy, there's some areas that I probably haven't set a great example, but I really am trying. I really want to do better. And I believe that that will inspire kids more than anything else you could tell them when they see mom and dad making choices to improve to um, whether it's spiritually turn to God more, whether it's make better choices about relationships or how you spend your time or money, that's going to speak volumes to your kids. Yeah. And to be honest and, and apologize, like you said, just own up, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I made a mistake. You know, yes. that wasn't yes. a great choice, you know, totally. And, and again, I'm sorry, but this just one thing leads to the other. In my oh no, I love it. Take it away. I, I think that so <laughs> often we talk about mom guilt and mm. there's so many people want to just say, oh, say no to mom guilt. And I'm like, okay, yes. Often we should say no to mom guilt because it's ridiculous. It's the things that like we put burdens on ourselves, you know, because we're looking at social media or comparing or whatever. But sometimes I say mom guilt is healthy. If I am feeling bad about some area of my parenting, I think I need to sit down and say, is this legit? Like, is this something that needs to be changed? Because sometimes we feel guilty because we're looking at our phone too much and not looking at our kids. Sometimes we're feeling guilty because of how we've handled a situation. And in those cases, yes, own it. Let them know, apologize and try to do better. And that's the best thing you can do. Another opportunity. I mean, what can this teach me? I love that. What can I, what can I learn from this? Yeah. I think it's going to come up again. And speaking (laughs) of, oh my gosh, the phone thing, we could do a whole nother episode on screen time and all of that. But I actually just recently listened to, and you're going to have to tell me who it was that you interviewed, but it was the woman that was, she wrote a book with the five languages of love guy. 
She was on oh. your show recently. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, she, and not to put you on the spot. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> but she was phenomenal and just talking about, you know, owning up, you know, and modeling the behavior that you hope, you know, yes. that your your kid is going to have. And the cell phones and like, you know, oh, if you gave a cell phone to your kid too soon and you realize this has developed into a little bit of a problem, yes, then say, my bad. Like take all yes. the guilt, you know, yourself and own up to that and just take it off their shoulders and just say, absolutely. This was mom's thing. You know, let's yes. try it again in a little bit. I loved that. For episode. Sure. Yes. That. that, that was Arlene Pelican. And yeah. I love Arlene. She's so real and so wow. honest and she's right in the middle of raising teenagers herself. But, um, but yeah, she, some of the things she shared really convicted me things I hadn't even thought about, but no doubt when I talk to moms, so many moms confess that their kids' screens are an issue, but their own screens are a bigger issue. And so I think right. that it comes down to just self-control. We need to set some boundaries for ourselves because uh, this is all new to all of us. So, you know, yeah. there's grace, but we could probably all do a little better in that area. Right. Right. All areas, man. Mm. I mean, we're, we're always just a work in progress. And if we're yeah. paying attention and we're having these conversations and we're listening to those episodes that like grab our attention, like, yeah. oh man, that's something I could work on. Yep. Then I feel like we're doing a good job as a parent because we're not just, you know, putting our blinders yep. on and hitting cruise control. We're actually trying exactly better ourselves. So I love that. Yes. And I think with screens too, as we are raising those kids and trying to set good um, boundaries for them, I think it helps to do it right alongside them. And again, mm -hmm. to confess and say like, oh, this thing really has a grip on me. I'm going to put it away. I'm going to go turn it off and put it in the other room and, you know, talk about maybe they need to hear you say it out loud uh, as well as do it. So, yeah. Oh, so good. I'll have that episode linked in the show notes too, because it was a awesome. really, really good one. I'd love listeners to listen to. Yeah. Um, one thing that kind of keeps coming up as we're talking is just, you know, the word conversation and having chats with our mm -hmm. kids and being yeah. open and honest yeah. and authentic. How do we, how do we do that with our kids though? Say we have a parent who, you know, especially maybe, maybe they did just give up alcohol and mm -hmm. they're feeling a lot of shame. Maybe they're feeling yeah. that mom guilt and mm -hmm. maybe they're worried. Oh, I can't, I can't talk about this with my kid. Like yeah. what if they think mm -hmm. mommy was really sick or mommy had a problem? Do you sure. think that there's power and an opera? <laughs> there we go. Opportunity, opportunity there <laughs> to, to have these real conversations with our kids. Yeah. hundred percent. I do think that some of these issues will take discernment, like depending on the age of your child, depending on what your history has been, what they've seen, maybe they've seen some things that, have made them uncomfortable. And I would say you've probably said this before, but cer certain situations, I think it's best to walk through with a counselor. I think mm. sometimes it really helps to have somebody else there to kind of help your child. I, I know I have one friend who um, really just had a, a really toxic relationship with alcohol and, you know, her children saw her passed out often and, you know, yeah. things like that, that probably caused them some real trauma. And so I think that sometimes walking through that, it's best to have a third party there to just help your child, you know, someone who's trained in working with children on these issues. Um, but otherwise, 
yeah, I think some of us are more comfortable talking than others, whether it's about, you know, sexuality, alcohol, drugs, our past. Um, some parents are just more introverted and quiet and they just don't want to talk about it. But I really encourage parents to just be brave, step out, talk about the things that are hard to talk about because your kids want to know you. They want to know yeah. who you really are. And again, they're going to learn, especially if you're sharing some area you're working on improving in hundred percent, just get through the awkward and talk because once that door is open, then they're going to see you as a safe place to come back. And if they have an issue, they're going to know that you're not putting yourself on some throne, that you mm -hmm. are approachable and you are comfortable, even if you're kind of faking it, <laughs> you yeah. can pretend to be comfortable. And now that door is open and they're more likely to come to you. Yeah. Cause especially, I mean, I want them to come to me. I want them to feel comfortable and yes. I'll never forget. I was in a meeting some a while ago and some hard conversation got brought up about having, you know, with their kids. And I remember someone saying like, Oh, that, that conversation's for dad. And it was so interesting because mm -hmm. the mom said, no, 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 no. I want you to think about that. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like in the past, we've definitely done yeah. that where we are like, Oh, mm -hmm. well, that's a dad conversation. Yeah. But when you pause, why can't it be a mom talk? You yeah, know, definitely. like could be uncomfortable. You might need to fake it. Like you said, yeah. <laughs> but what a cool feeling to not have any subjects, you know, off limits. Absolutely. And I do have a lot of women say, you know, I just, I've been waiting for my husband to teach my kids, you know, the birds and the bees or whatever sure. it might be. And I'm like, well, I do see where whoever's the most comfortable should be the one to bring it up, whether it's mom or dad, but I do think as much as possible, if both parents are in the family, both parents should be around and willing to talk about that because who knows who's going to be around when something needs to come up. So yeah, sure, bring, sure. Up, bring, bring up all the topics. And then that's also leads to as far as like our own story and some of the things that might be a little more uncomfortable. What I've done personally um, is I've kind of waited each of my three boys who are now you know, adult, official adults, yeah. I have kind of waited until they were 18. And we, each of them just happened to be on like a road trip or one of them at where in California looking at colleges. And I was like, you know, I've never told you my whole story mm. and there's, there's more to me than, you know, than you probably know about. And I feel like it's only fair that you kind of know. And so just as was age appropriate and yeah. what they were ready for, I just kind of shared more of my testimony from the beginning and, it was really cool because I feel like they were at an age where they could take a little bit more information. And yet I didn't go too into detail either. It was right. kind of like, if you have questions, I'll answer them. And um, it really opened up some good conversation. I felt like then as they entered those adult years, they knew that mom was comfortable talking to them about anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and what a cool experience for you to just you know, share that with them and leave yeah, that I was conversation. Shaking, though. I admit yeah. it's uncomfortable <laughs> to be like, okay, here's all the dirt. Like this is, and you know, not everyone has it, but I, my story yeah. isn't all that clean. So I needed to tell them some things that they probably wouldn't have known otherwise. Did you feel relieved after? Was it a little Definitely. freeing? Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was. And I think that it also, it did what I hoped it would do. And after that, if seemed to follow, that was um, conversations about some things, some of their friends that were going through things that I feel like they felt a little more comfortable talking about because yeah. I had opened that up. That's so awesome. So I wasn't planning on sharing this with you. This is not in any notes that I wrote down, but <laughs> I, you mentioned birds and the bees and I just had to tell you. So I was very nervous to have that conversation mm -hmm. with my boys, but in fifth mm -hmm. grade here is when you know, the boys and the girls get separated in the different rooms at oh, school yeah. and they watch the video. And so yeah. I was thinking, 
I gotta, I gotta have a conversation before mm -hmm. this happens. Cause that is very important to me is yeah. to have these chats and have them definitely at least maybe have an idea of something mm -hmm. before they're told by other people Absolutely. as much as I can control. Right. Um, yeah. but my, I had a girlfriend who said, well, you need the picture book. And I go, what's the picture book? And mm -hmm. she goes, there is a picture book that talks about the birds and the bees. It's called, it was not the stork. And so, oh, I haven't heard of that one. Oh my gosh, Monica, it is hysterical. And it was very awkward. I was shaking probably like <laughs> you were and even made the mistake of saying, anybody have questions at the end? And then having oh this moment of, wow, really open the door there. But yeah, uh, but it was great. It felt yes. good to have that hard talk that was uncomfortable, yeah. but uh -huh. important. Definitely. So. Yes. Well, I know you haven't dove into Raising Amazing yet, but uh, the final chapter, I talk about um, what I call setting the first tracks. Mm. And I referred to, you know, when you're on a mountain and you go to ski down and you set those first tracks and how important it is that on all the big topics that kids are going to face, whether it's in school or with their peers or on the internet, yeah. that we as parents set the first tracks. And that means whatever we talk about is going to be that impression that lasts the longest. And if their peers or the internet or, you know, a teacher sets those first tracks, that's what's going to really stick. We don't want that. We want to be the parents who give our kids a first impression on what is sexuality, what is, you know, for us, God's design for sex, for men and women and marriage and um, setting the first tracks in all the cultural topics, which there are so many now. Yes. And then they're going to hear other things and they'll be able to kind of file that into how does that fall in with what mom and dad talked to me about? And hopefully they'll bring it to you too and say, well, you told me this, but I heard this and helped me sort through that. So I think it's really good to have those conversations before someone else does. Oh, you're making me so excited to dive in. <laughs> <laughs> well, one big topic that we kind of haven't touched on, which I would love to, to ask you about was kind of, well, it, it refers to it kind of has to do with my own journey. So I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but through getting sober, through removing alcohol, um, we always talk that we are so much more clear-minded and mm -hmm. we are empowered and motivated and it kind of helps you and motivates you to explore different areas of your life that you can perhaps improve on. It's kind of yeah. encouraging when you do something hard and you want to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and one area, especially after reading boy mom mm. was wanting to kind of figure out my relationship with God and look at my faith and all of that. And I refer to it mm. kind of as getting God curious. Mm -hmm. I love that term. <laughs> and it's been really, really fun. But I think that has been a really interesting and rewarding topic that has come up here kind of on the, on the podcast. I've had a mm -hmm. lot of women reach out just saying, I'm in the same boat but I don't know where to start. Sure. I'm uh, intimidated. Like, I yeah. don't know. Do I just buy any old Bible? Do yeah. I go to any church? I was raised sure. Catholic, but I don't know if I feel like I'm, you know, mm -hmm. they're just so lost. And yes. if you're comfortable with it, I'd love to know what your advice would be for those people. Like, where do totally. they start? Yes. Oh, it's my favorite thing to talk about because God really did change my life. Um, really as a young adult. Uh, and so I, I love to encourage people when you start to get God curious to, to follow that, mm -hmm. uh, because no doubt, especially for anyone who has struggled with alcohol or substances in any way, there's a reason why, like we, we are created to crave and we are made, um, with, with 
as some have called it, a God-shaped hole in our heart, right? Mm -hmm. And so until we fill that with God, I believe we're always going to be searching. So I know that there was a season in my life where I was trying to fill that with alcohol, with relationships, with, with um, you know, success, worldly success. It was like, there's something in me that craves something more. And I didn't know what that was. And so I was on this search, which I think most people can relate to. You look around at the world and there's a whole lot of people trying to fill that hole. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it's St. Augustine that says that our hearts are um, restless until they find their rest in God. And I, I believe that with all my heart, that's been my experience. And mm -hmm. so I say, follow that, ask the questions, keep searching. Um, right now I'm actually meeting with a group of women here in Hawaii, um, a couple that are God curious right now. And the book we're going through, which I really recommend everyone get is, um, Wendy speak. She's a friend of mine. Uh, she wrote a book called the 40 day feast, and it's really a perfect book for somebody who is, it's a daily devotional. So it's a 40 day devotional. Our group is kind of going through it real slowly. So we're doing like two to three days a week. But what I love about it is she really does introduce the, um, the Bible in a, in a way that makes it approachable and understandable. Mm -hmm. And so she walks you through those 40 days. So I would recommend getting that book and checking that out. Um, otherwise, yes, find a church. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of healthy churches, find a Bible believing church. They're not all the same. So be careful, <laughs> but look for one that really, uh, really makes the Bible, the, the core, the heart of their teaching. And I mean, I'm here. I'd love to answer questions. If anyone wants to reach out to me, I'd love to give some encouragement, but, yeah. um, certainly God is after your heart and he, the, you know, the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the new Testament. If you start with the book of John, you can really learn more about Jesus there. So that's a great place to start. If you're like, I just want to open the Bible and start reading open to the book of John and just start reading about Jesus. And, and you'll discover that he is amazing. And he's really what's going to fill that hole that's in all of our hearts. Yeah. And it, it's such a, I don't, it's hard to even put it into words when you really start kind of diving in because it's yeah. just, it feels special and it feels oh. magical. And like, yeah. you're finally kind of connecting the dots mm -hmm. or finding that last little, yes. those last few puzzle pieces, you know, it's yes. kind of been my experience. Mm. And I have to laugh because when I kind of started getting God curious, my dad got really worried. He was like, not worried as in concern, uh -huh. but just like, Oh, just don't, don't go down the wrong path or don't totally. get sucked into like the wrong thing. Like, I just want you to do yeah what is going to work for you, you know, and which yep. was such a blessing because he recommended, he goes, okay, start. He said, start with Matthew. He's like, start oh, yeah. with the four, That's good too. you yeah. know, and, and <laughs> yeah. I misheard him. I thought he said the four dudes, four good dudes. So now we joke <laughs> that they're the four good dudes. And that uh, works too. <laughs> I finished Matthew on Easter Sunday. Oh, wow. And it was one of those moments where I finished it and it was just like, my mind was blown. Mm, I mean, yeah. going into this holiday that mm -hmm. had so much more meaning to me yeah. than yeah. it ever had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gives me goosebumps because I remember just writing him and being like, well, today's going to feel a little different, oh, <laughs> than wow. it has, you know, mm -hmm. in the past, but incredible. Um, yeah. Really cool. And I love that. And I love your dad's advice though, because certainly there's a lot of voices out there that are going to tell yeah. you, this is what you need. That's what you need. And that's why I encourage, you know, there are plenty of religions that don't encourage you to challenge or doubt or question, mm. but I love that in Christianity, 
we welcome questions like everyone, yeah. you know, it, the, the more questions you ask, the more truth you're going to find. So don't be afraid of asking questions. And, um, and again, find it, find the right place to get the answers and really right. the Bible's got them all. So I, Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, John's a little bit shorter, more digestible, um, I think, good but good know. job making it through Matthew. That was a good one. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it, it felt good. It felt like a good place I to start. And, you know, I mean, again, just kind of doing this has been another example of, you know, what I hope for my children, Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm just having them. And I think you wrote about that in boy mom where mm -hmm. it was, well, how can I raise them to be you know, men who, who love God and believe in God, if they don't see me doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's the greatest gift you can give your kids. And, and I say in raising amazing too, that all the things we want for our kids, you know, we want them to have healthy relationships, a good life. We want them to, you know, all the things we hope for them, make good decisions. Really, if they have a strong faith, if they have a relationship with Jesus, everything else is going to fall into place. doesn't mean they're going to have a perfect life, but they're going to have the right. wisdom. They're going to make the right choices because they have that guide who is perfect when we're not. So yeah, faith is the most important thing I've given my boys and to see them now as young adults following God. Um, there's a verse in third John, which not to be confused with the gospel of John, it's a short book at the end of the Bible, but third John verse four, that says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And I can tell you as someone that's got adult children to see them walk in truth. And I just have so much security knowing like, I don't have to worry about a lot. He's 23, he's 21, but he's making good choices because yeah. he has a relationship with God. I love that. Oh, I could talk to you for like four more hours. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at my clock like, so when fun. do I really need to go pick up the kids? Oh. I probably should. But um, this has been such a treat. And I hope that we can reconnect. Maybe after I finish Raising is Amazing, we can do like a follow up and, and reconnect. It would be so cool. Um, how can people get a hold of you, Monica? What's the best way for them to get in touch? Yes. Well, my home base is my website, which is just monicaswanson.com. Um, I do hang out on Instagram a lot, and there I'm at monicaswanson underscore. So if you're on social media, which if you're not, I applaud that too. But if you are, um, say hi, tell me where you found me. And I have some good free stuff over on my blog that I love to share with families and just a whole lot going on, as well as my own podcast is linked to over there. So yeah, I'd love to meet everybody. Well, again, this has just been a treat. I think I told you before we pushed record, I was like, I'm a little nervous. This is no so way. exciting for me, but oh, it's exciting for me. I so love fun. what you're doing. And I just want to cheer on everyone in your community. Just, you know, it's, it's truly amazing. And I want you to keep up the great work. Thanks for being here. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>